Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Namaste, Yoga Revealed Podcast. This is Alec Vishal Rubin, happy as can be to have returned to mainland and spend time with one of my recent teachers who has helped polish the foundation of my yoga practice, Nikki Doan. While on Maui, I sat in the love-filled Maya Yoga Shala and interviewed Nikki Doan, who dives deep into her experience of daily life challenges and how she has the opportunity to practice what she speaks. Nikki is dedicated to health and wealth in her life, thus sharing it with you. Tune in and find out how Nikki is overcoming the bumps in the road of family life, as well as eating superfoods that are changing her life as a yogi forever. Enjoy this episode of the Yoga Revealed Podcast. Namaste, my friends, and welcome back to Yoga Revealed Podcast. This is Alec Michelle Rubin, and I am here in beautiful Maui at Maya Yoga, where a six-month journey began for me last October. And I left Boulder, Colorado to come to Maui, stay here for three and a half weeks, and I studied from Eddie Modestini and Miss Nikki Doan. And uh, Miss Nikki sits across from me, and I'm so happy to have her on the podcast for the second time, where the first time was last June at Hanuman Festival, which was such an amazing uh, catalyst for the last six months that I have experienced. Mm -hmm. And... It is so amazing to me that such a small hour-long conversation many months ago had uh, an incredible snowball effect to change my life. So, Nikki, thank you so much for bringing me here to Maya Yoga, into Aww. your family, into your house, and sharing studentship, friendship, and life. It's my honor and my pleasure. And happy birthday, Alec. It's your birthday. <laughs> it's now my birthday today. Knows. Lucky seven. April 7th. I know. Gosh, I remember that conversation in Boulder, sitting in that living room in June. And 
Yeah, it was great. I appreciate being a part of the podcast. It's been awesome for me too. I mean, people have listened and shown up here. So, you know, don't ever doubt the power of you. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Yes, 26 years old and uh, it has been um, amazing, amazing. So yeah, this is really great to have you on the podcast again for the second time. And I bet we'll do a third one in June of 2017 when you're coming back to Boulder, Colorado. On a man, here I come. So that'll be super exciting. So what was your experience? So for those who who have not heard Nikki Doan before, pause this episode and go back down on the list and you'll find Nikki and you can listen to her past and her history. She's got years of experience studying with Mr. Batabi Joyce and he, you know, left such an amazing imprint on her heart, her soul, and what she's teaching today with also a mix of Iyengar teaching. And she's got an awesome development of how her approach to teaching is. So I definitely invite you to pause this episode and go back, listen to her first episode, and then drop into this one because we're going to talk about some different facets of her life instead of her history. So... I do want to talk about first, let's talk about Hanuman Festival and, cool. you know, what your last experience at Hanuman was and what that whole scene was like and maybe not compare it to other festivals you've taught at, but mm. what's the value of teaching at these big festivals? Like, what do you get from that? Well, that's a great question. Um, for me, because I live in the most isolated place on the planet. <laughs> If you don't know, the Hawaiian Islands are the most isolated chain of islands landmass in the world. Literally. Literally. So we are further from (laughs) anywhere else. So for me, I have to go, right? I have to go out on the road. I have to go out and share my vision, my message of teaching so that people can meet me. And of course the intention for me to going out is to get people to come back here because I I live in paradise and the studio is amazing, but you know, blind faith, people don't know who I am. So I go out and festivals are really, they're an incredible way to expose yourself. You know, one thing about them you know, because I've been teaching at festivals and conferences for years, you have to be pretty confident in what you're teaching because the bottom line is you've got two hours with a group, hopefully. Some festivals, the classes are even shorter than that, although I don't recommend or uh, support that. I think a conference class should be at least two hours. But anyway, uh, you basically have two hours to sell yourself for lack of a better term right Mm. you know so you have to be on and you have to be excited about what you're teaching now i love teaching so that's kind of easy for me to get into that i get excited and um you know it's a lot of traveling it definitely is i travel a lot and sometimes traveling is not so glamorous anymore but when i get to where i'm going like a festival Um, I'm instantly reminded of why I make that effort, right? Just to be around like-minded people. And uh, again, to be honest with you as a teacher, I love the festivals because they bring so many teachers together Mm. and I'm able to see my peers, my community of teachers who I don't get to see that much because we all live all over the place. Mm. And um, to get to meet new students. I mean, we met you at Hanuman. I mean, look at that. And here we are. We're sitting and... Maui yeah. doing this interview. It's so, shot. Yeah. 
Yeah. And also, you know, festivals are fun. Yeah. You know, that's kind of what they are. They're trying to bring the joy out and the yoga. You know, they're, they're not super serious, but uh, I think they're a great introduction and great exposure. So what about this for some of our listeners who maybe teach public classes or they are so blessed to also travel throughout their own communities, statewide, countrywide, maybe some of our listeners travel the world teaching yoga and they have pretty substantial classes with people from the size of, uh, you know, 25 to 800 people, yeah. maybe 800 is pushing it, but let's, let's go happens. to 25 to 100 people in a class. That's a lot of people. Yeah. It's a lot of bodies, and you have an incredible responsibility of facilitation and Huge. safety. Yeah. Speak on that, please. Yeah, so one thing for me as a teacher, I'm very much a foundations kind of teacher. And to be honest with you, when I come into a setting like that, I want to give everybody in that room a victory. I don't want people to be fried out, to be beyond their threshold where they're sitting down, they feel defeated like oh yoga is not for me or it's just for the flexible people so I tend to teach to the lowest common denominator and the way that I do that and still make it really strong is to teach lots of standing poses and I teach a lot of lunges which open your hips and prepare you for back bends. so once you have the proper preparation you can go deeper and the cool thing about standing poses and lunges you can do them on your first day of yoga and you're gonna get a ton out of it. And you could be a 25 year practitioner and you're still getting a lot out of it. That's why, I mean, I love the standing poses. I was so bummed, I was at a conference a few uh, months ago and the, the keynote speaker, who I will not name, um, <laughs> uh, actually was like, oh, I'm so sick of teaching triangle pose. You know, I added up over the last 25 years, if I taught it four times a week, how much I did, and it was this many thousands and he's like, aren't we done with teaching triangle pose? And I have to say, my response was like, are you nuts? Every time I teach it, it's a new pose. <laughs> yeah. It's a new pose. Because you know, everyone's having a different experience. Every day is different. And I, I think it is so cool to get people to connect to their body, to the earth through the yoga, because all that fancy stuff, there's so much of that out there, you know? But if they can come to me, if they can learn something, the biggest compliment in my mind after teaching a class is when someone says, well, I really learned something in your class. Mm -hmm. For me, I'm like, awesome. Take that, integrate it. Now, you can go to any of those classes. But awesome. yeah, for me, I, 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 I wanna keep it together and I wanna give people a victory. Yeah. So what would be like, a basic like what would be one of your top five standing postures that you would teach to a beginning class whether there was 10 people or whether there was 50 people yep well number one on that list is parjvottanasana I, I taught this morning Dope. i mean i teach it every day because it's an awesome standing pose that stretches your hamstrings one at a time and doesn't put the pressure on your lower back. You can teach that to a beginner on their first day of yoga. It's mm. tremendous. The other standing pose that I really like, it's you know, it's, it's strong, but it's Uttita Parjvakanasana, because that opens the inner groin. And I, you know, I, I really detail it. We stay for you know a while. I have a couple stages, but that's very effective. Uh, then of course triangle pose. That's got to be in there. And then Virabhadrasana 1, Warrior 1, especially because that's such a part of Suri Namaskar B, which, you know, is a Shanga Yoga and certainly a part of my teaching. 
And then I would probably say um, Virabhadrasana too. Right? Cool. So there's a mix of bent knee and straight leg standing pose. Awesome. So for you know in those first two postures, you were very clear with pronouncing uh, Sanskrit. What's your relationship to the Sanskrit word and speaking it out loud to beginners? Yeah. And how they may receive or not receive Sanskrit. Right. Well, Sanskrit is, it's a language that has nothing to do with religion. You know, sometimes when people hear these, these words, mm -hmm. you know, people are like, what are you saying when I'm Yekam Dwe Trini? And I'm like, really? I'm saying one, two, two three. three. And then they usually laugh, you know, but it's like, they, they're a little like, what is this woo woo language? And then of course I have to remind them that Sanskrit is the original language of yoga. And I actually talked about it this morning. Um, the Sanskrit names, they, they carry a resonance, right? The language has a resonance, it carries a vibration. So when you are saying those names, you're putting out a high vibration. Mm -hmm. Not to mention there's meaning in the name. And this is kind of a pet peeve of mine in American <laughs> yoga, is when people change the name of the pose. Because <laughs> in my mind, I think it's insulting mm. to our intellect, as though we don't have the capacity to learn a new word or to learn something or you know we, we have to dumb it down so mm. I'm kind of a fan of the Sanskrit you know I'm not a Sanskrit scholar I do the best that I can and I certainly do it with uh, as much love as, as I can muster but I'm, I'm not a scholar but it doesn't keep me from doing it very nice and then can you give us five um, supine postures that you love for beginners five beginning floor based postures sure would the vajrasanas count in there Instead of i i love them yeah um, i'm sure many of our listeners are like what is she talking about yeah book uh light on yoga page 121 there are the vajrasanas <laughs> if you have the old version i'm not sure what uh, the new light on yoga is but um if you've ever taken a class with me it's the footwork and Vajra means a thunderbolt, so that is definitely at the top of my list. Again, I would teach that first day of yoga to people. Yeah. And the only thing to be really careful, of course, is the knees. You put something under your butt if it bothers your knees. But absolutely, first cool. Vajrasana, second Vajrasana. Um, Supta Parangustasana, mm -hmm. where you lay on your back and you stretch one leg at a time. That's nice because people are laying down. Using they like a strap. That. Absolutely, using a strap and the wall. Great. My one foot at the wall, the belt around the other foot. And again, what's nice about that is it, um, it's very similar to the action of Parjvottanasana, which was the standing pose. So I would always do the standing poses and then go to the floor because it's safer nice. right, when the hips aren't fixed on the floor. So yeah, Supta-Vajrasana, Supta-Parangustasana, um, as far, I do a couple of hip openers on the back, you know, this one that people, I call it the little hip opener. That's not exactly Today is very well known as figure four. Figure four. Okay, I like that. I used to call it a European four. So there you go. So I like this one for the hips. And I also like Supta Gomukhasana. Yeah. So Gomukhasana on your back because, again, it'll stretch your butt without pressuring your knees. And then uh, the fifth pose on the back. Arda Jatara Parivartanasana, which is a nice twist. I don't think people know twist. what that is, but okay. I know a lot That's of core power yogis and just core like, power yeah. yogis have done this posture. Yeah, it's where you lay on your back, you bend your knees, feet off the floor, 
Knees and feet together and you stretch your arms away from each other and you twist. Inhale, lift your chest. Exhale, lower the knees to one side. Look to the other side. Inhale up, exhale, twist. Belly up, it's a great, power. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, the name of the pose, yeah. Jatara means the belly mm -hmm. and Parivart means to revolve around. Cool. Right? The full pose has the legs straight. So sometimes I do that one. That's stronger, especially when people's hamstrings yeah. are stiff. So Arda means half. Sweet. Well, you know what? Towards the end, I will write those 10 postures down. Great. And I think those are 10 great postures for, for, beginners. for beginners. That's awesome. Absolutely. Yay. That's great. You know, something came up for me in a moment um, to talk about in Utita, uh, Supta Padangustasana. If you had me do that posture one year ago, you know, I have capability in my body. Just the, you, I don't need to use a strap. Like, you know italicized need yeah yeah because it's know. it's funny yeah, and in october you know <laughs> i'm 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 an ad i'm a very i listen in in, in class I'm, i do my intensely best intensely intense i'm intensely intense and i do my best to listen and be a good student so if you say grab strap i'm gonna grab strap yeah and now in my own accord i will grab a strap two blocks five blankets bolster and a chair and <laughs> pray that i have straps on the wall but a year ago my pride and my ego was far too high yeah. to admit that I wanted or needed to use straps in one or two realms. One being that I don't know how to use these items sure. properly. Mm -hmm. And two, well, I don't need that. Ah, yes. <laughs> so, comment. Can I speak to yeah, that? Please, yeah, please. So, it actually, this, the, that's a great comment um, because I encounter that all the time because most modern studios have very few props they're not matched and to be honest with you most of the teachers have no idea what to do with them so it's like any tool you use it incorrectly it's not gonna serve you when you know how to use it it can really help and I mean most of, even just the word prop already sounds like it's a lame word but it's so entrenched in the yogic culture that I mean I, I use it but I try to sometimes use the word tool because a prop implies that we're, you know, leaning against it. When really, the props, if you know anything about who Mr. Iyengar was and his intensity, the props were never intended to make the pose easier. <laughs> That's the, you know, I had this like flash of insight teaching last year. I was like, oh my, and everyone laughs. I mean, if you have any idea who he is, it's like, of course, the guy wasn't going to be like making it easier for you. The intention of the <laughs> props is to give you more access to the action of the pose. And when people can wrap their head around that, they're more likely to use them. Not to mention when I teach, I mean, I've been teaching for a long time, so I have a level of confidence. How long? I've been teaching now for 25 years. Awesome. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I taught my first class when I was 23. I'll be 48 this year. Um, yeah, it's amazing. I mean, I can remember, like, I couldn't wait to say that I had been teaching for five years, you know? Like, that was so exciting. But anyway, um, I, I'm confident in what I'm sharing. And I've done the work enough that that confidence is like it's a belief. So I don't give people options, you know? Mm. And I usually make a joke when I'm doing it because I want people to relax. But I'm like, even if you think you don't need these blocks, Humor me and use them. Yeah. I say that a lot because 
And, and then I try to explain to them why we're using it, right? We're gonna elevate our hams on the blocks in Parjvottanasana so that you can really focus on your legs, right? So you can keep your spine long. And if you give people that information, they're more likely to do it. And I also don't, I don't let people do their own thing in my class. Um, and I start every class with that, you know, reminder that, mm -hmm. you know, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. Right? And I'll help you in any way I can, but uh, you can't do your own thing. There's no up leveling. There's no freestyling. Like I just love that. Yeah, that's not. No way. <laughs> yeah, I, it's you know my time is precious, and I'm and I'm thinking of everybody in the room, and when that person starts doing their own thing, it's distracting. To Everybody's suddenly looking else. at yeah. yeah. Well, that's exactly it to everybody else. And I mean, there's a lot of ego to it. Yeah, and it's like it's, if you want to do a, your own thing, stay home. It's such a delicate and controversial subject. And, you know, I'll go out and say that about my own self in, yeah. in the public classes that I used to practice in the first four years of my class. Mm -hmm. Like when I was still greatly exploring my body, you know, I can, I was learning that I have this amazing capability and it, right. I could totally show off. Yeah. You know, and you know, yeah. I, I know what came from that. It came, a wrist injury came from that. Yeah. And, yeah. and then, you know, it's, you got to work with. Well, often the injuries become our best teachers, right? They're yeah. very humbling. It is. I, I am so fortunate for yeah. my, my shoulder injury that has, has put the reins on me and pulled me back 25 yeah. steps. And yeah. It's Which nice. is only going to propel you 50 forward. Right. Yeah. That's cool. Because it just expands the, mm. the capacity. Well, sweet. Well, there's the festival yoga topic. Let's, let's segue into... Um, the, the, the real life integration of yoga and how you are handling and practicing with your current situation. So my current situation is that I am separated from my husband, Eddie Modestini, and we've been together since, we were together <laughs> since the fall of 1991 when we went to Mysore together. For the first time so my entire adult life was with this person and um, you know he didn't do anything terrible to me I didn't do anything terrible to him we just grew apart and the bottom line is is that's just you know it's sad um, so it's been a couple years now and I have to tell you man if it hadn't been for yoga I don't I don't know how people get through without, you know, I had a therapist too, thank God, she was amazing. <laughs> the kids went to therapy, we went to therapy, every configuration of our family went to therapy, thank God. But yoga was really um, a lifesaver, you know, I, I already felt like yoga was a life support system, but I really got it and it was interesting to me because at the beginning of the separation, you know, I would, the, the, the yoga, yoga was really hard. You know, some days I would come in and just like lay on my mat. That was all I could do. I'd be in front of that medicine Buddha just begging, you know, to give me some tools, relief, help me change my mind, whatever it was. And um, it, it, it felt, to be honest with you, the practice felt obligatory. Like I knew I had to do it. I knew it was good for me. I knew I had to keep doing it because I'm teaching. Um, but it, the, the joyfulness did drop for a while and then it was about it was like last spring something shifted you know I don't know if it was the time or because it wasn't something cataclysmic that happened but there was definitely a shift and 
yoga became joyful again. Mm. And it was like, you know, like I had had this faith holding on to it. And then to get to experience it, I was like, oh, you know. so it's been really nice to have like uh, joy in my practice again. But, um, you know, the, the yoga has, it, it's been helpful to teaching, you know, because sometimes we can get so entrenched in our own drama. And <clears throat> for me, it was really great to be able to have to come up to this room to show up and to have to leave my stuff at the door. You know, like whatever it was, if I had been arguing or upset or, you know, whatever. And, you know, obviously we're going to come in with some of our stuff. But I didn't want to be projecting onto students. the students. Yeah. yeah. So that so it was a really good practice. And I tell you, I would come up here sometimes and just be like, you know, feeling like crap. And leave feeling a lot better. Mm. I have to say, like, service, teaching, I'm grateful that that's my... Um, that's what, what I get to do, you know, because it, it, it helps me too. Yeah. Yeah. Even chanting the yoga sutras, you know, it's like, I, I am not living those sutras a hundred percent every day. Oh my God. But I'm chanting them and I'm thinking about them because I need the reminder. And if I need it, I figure, you know, other people probably need it too. So, mm. you know, so I don't profess to be like, you know living the you know being this holier than thou teacher because i think we're all struggling yeah we all so, have suffering to tend yeah, to we do and and one thing i say all the time in yoga is that the only constant in life is change and i've really experienced that you know mm. and and things change and and in my own personality i tend to hold on to things for a little bit longer maybe mm. than i should so Yoga has been helpful with yeah. that. And again, you know, the teaching and these reminders just, you know, mm. I definitely be... think that, you know, something you said that a lot of our yoga teacher, yoga teachers who are listening to the podcast right now, we've all had bad days, man. Sure. I mean, you know, like, I'm sorry, but yeah, it's I, not all I, rainbows and unicorns. No, no, yeah. it's really not. And, and yeah. uh, you know, we've all had some hard days and on those hard days for, some of our yoga teachers who have had to teach and step into the space to serve, I'm, I, I'm sure that many of them would agree with, yeah, sometimes teaching does help, you know, yeah. when, you know, we yeah. can pull our own me and I out of the scenario and, you right. know, show up for others and how much healing that produces to, to do something kind for someone else. Sometimes I feel selfish. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm teaching. I'm getting more out of this than these people. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know. That's not the, you know, it's my ego. So too. say, though, you go to teach a class because, you know, we all do know that sometimes mm. that coming out of a class, we feel maybe even more intense. You oh, know, we still sure. have to oh tend to this scenario and yeah. the situation at yeah. hand yeah. what tools do you have that are self-nourishing that help you help you move forward and help you uh, experience acceptance and contentment instead of you know bashing your head against the brick wall well for me one of the hugest things was um, to stop intellectualizing my experience as, for example, with the marriage, you know, it's like mm. everything on paper is working, right? Okay, we have these kids, we have a property, we have this business, you know, oh, it's, it's all good. But 
the feelings just weren't there anymore and I just wasn't listening. And that's such a huge part of yoga. I mean, Yogananda talks about the sixth sense, our intuition that we want to develop that. And for me, that was huge, starting to pay attention to what I was feeling and then trusting that, that was huge. So, yeah, plenty of days I'd come out of here and it would still suck. Oh, yeah, I'm still yeah. dealing with this. For sure, this has gone on for years. I totally. mean, I'm, I feel like I'm just starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. And I was talking to somebody this morning and she's like, well, it's, it's almost like a death. I mean, a separate, you know, my husband and I were together for a long time. We have kids and all this stuff. So I feel like I've been in mourning in yeah. a lot of ways. But um, self-nourishing, I mean, literally getting my ass on the mat. Yeah. That is huge for me. Greatest tool. Connecting with my friends. That's mm. one thing at the beginning of this, like <clears throat> I hadn't talked to any of my friends and I noticed I was being like more isolated and one of my friends called me, it was Pacina. She called me out and she said, you know, what, what is going on with you? Like, you know, even the kids, like or something's happening. And I went over and just like broke down and told her and she was like, what? why didn't you tell us this? Like we, you know, we want to be here for you. And, and that's, that's been a great thing too, because, you know, especially as women, we mm. tend to have this idea that we should be able to multitask and do it all, you know, manage your family and this and that, and still be like, eh, good. But you know, that's, that's difficult. And to be able to receive support, you know, often you know, my reaction for years when people say, Oh, you want help? I'd be like, no, no, I got this, right? I got it. I can do it all. It's all good. And now when people say, can I help you? I say, yes, please. So opening up to my friends, that is awesome because, you know, we want to be there for each other. So I, I was able to, I'm grateful for my community here. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. And my kids, I mean, my God, I was really stoked. My kids, are, they've been awesome through this. And, you know, and they're teenagers. You've been in my house for a week now. They're teenagers, but they're, they're just awesome. You know, for me, like so much, even of parenting, we've used a lot of, of yoga and, you know, in my own experience, we didn't have a lot of communication in my house growing up. Like, I don't know. We just didn't talk about stuff. And my kids grew up in a very different environment. They can express themselves very well at times, <laughs> very vocally at times, but at least they can express themselves. They feel safe. They're accepted and they really know that they're loved. So I was a little bit nervous about that with the separation because it's like, oh man, you know, what am I doing to my kids? Now I'm fucking them up and ooh, it's okay. 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 <laughs> um, <laughs> I remember I was talking to Sean Korn uh, a couple of years ago and I was like, oh, I'm so worried. You know, my kids, I'm going to screw them up. And she's like, don't worry, they're already screwed up. They're already going to therapy. Like, it doesn't even matter, you know, no matter what you do. And it, it was, but it was perfect, you know. She's like, it doesn't matter if you would split up or not. Like, don't worry, everybody needs therapy. But, uh, no, they've, they're, they, they've been very helpful and grateful. That's uh, great. You'll see Sean this, uh, this and summer. Hold on, and hold on, I'm so stoked. Festival. We've already connected about that. Great. Yeah. Wow, well... That is awesome. I have a lot of empathy for your experience, for Eddie's experience, and for your children. You know, I Thank you. am a 26-year-old young man who aspires to be a father further on in my life, and my parents Take your were time. divorced. Don't of course, rush. oh, no rushing <laughs> whatsoever. 
Yeah, how old were you when your parents got divorced? I was in fourth grade, and, you know, my parent, and growing up for me was very different than this, you know, I didn't live on the property with both my parents interacting, it was pretty, like, isolated from parental unit to the next, and, you know, that had its own challenge, so I have a lot of empathy for you as mother and for Eddie as father, and I think that you guys are are handling it from an outside perspective. Thank you. It's looking. you know, and another piece about that, you know, we, we study yoga. That's what we've devoted yeah. our lives to. So I, I figured if I couldn't at least attempt to apply these teachings to everything I'm talking about all the time, if I couldn't attempt, right? And I wasn't sure it would work. <laughs> but if I couldn't at least, and it doesn't always work, but <laughs> if I couldn't at least attempt to use these yogic teachings in this difficult crisis, then I really was feeling like a fraud. Hey, one of the so, four agreements, do your best. Do your best, that's all you can do, right? You can, do your best, Yeah, we can't, sure. we can't do better than that. So, you know, some days are good, some days are, are not so good, but at least I know that it's always changing, right? And it's shifting and, you know, we're a modern family now, you know, yeah. it's, which is kind of cool, you know, and, and, and we're committed to our kids and to, you know, trying to, stay friends and better our relationship because it's only beneficial to everybody. Mm. Well, so. may yoga be with you all. Uh, may the force be with you. <laughs> okay, well, last facet. I, um, as I personally came back from Asia yeah. for God, five and a half months, my, my belly and my stomach was not so thrilled with me, although, you know, food was flavorful, sure. how the food was digesting in me was not so nice. Yeah. And I, uh, thankfully, thank you, did not get sick. God and bless. I know, I did um, not get sick. I, I was very so blessed and so fortunate. Yeah. And coming back to Maui in this last week and spending time with you and Eddie, you guys have fueled me up with this superfood. And yeah. I feel freaking amazing in just a week. I feel like I have you know, my body was compromised. And yeah, I'm fully revitalized and I'm excited to like hop on this superfood train when I get back to Boulder, Colorado in Sweet. the middle of April. Ride the train. Yeah, tell, tell me about this experience of for you and the superfoods. You've been on it for a minute. Yeah, I have. I've been on it for a minute, maybe like almost two weeks. Um, is it okay to say the name? Sure. Yeah, so the name of the company, it's called Purium. And it's a combination of pure and premium. That's what they came up the name. <laughs> I know, it's kind of cool. Mm. But it's all organic, vegan, non-GMO, non-soy-based uh, products with a lot of superfood. And to be honest with you, it, it, it's, a, it's a dehydrated process. And um, apparently the, the man that started this company developed this cold, dehydration process so it doesn't go above 65 degrees most dehydrated foods they still call them live up to 118 degrees mm. but all this stuff is dehydrated at 65 degrees which is uh, it's, it's really low so it's really clean the farms everything is grown uh, at least 600 miles away from any chemical producing factories Wow. And so, so it's a powder, you mix it with water, and to be honest with you, I'm, I'm usually quite skeptical about stuff like this. Like, I'll take supplements when I travel out of the country because, for me, food is always an issue, being always. vegetarian. And a constant yoga teacher. Yeah. So, now I've been drinking this, and I have to tell you, not only does it taste really good, which surprised me, 
but very pleasantly. But, um, you know, I talked this morning for three hours. I took this shake with me, which I didn't finish. I just added some more water to it. It's almost three and really I'm not hungry. I mean, that's kind of crazy. I've already worked and I feel energized. Wow. I feel good. So I'm going to do a cleanse and I've gotten a few of my friends involved. I think you're doing it. Yeah, right? I'm doing yeah. the cleanse. I'm up. So I've never done a cleanse with a group of people. You know, I do one every spring anyway. I've never done and a cleanse I'm, before. Wow. Okay. Well, I've done many and, but I do them by myself or maybe with one other person. So I'm intrigued with the idea of doing it with the group. And this cleanse is really, I mean, it's not a fast. This is yeah. what, because I, I usually fast, like I won't eat any food, but this one is so supportive and friendly. Like you drink these shakes, you take these amino acids and you can eat certain foods, which I was like, oh my God, you can have sea salt. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. What kind of is this? It's <laughs> like, it's awesome. this is the one for me. Because by the time I started at the end of next week, when all my friends have their stuff, um, I'm going into teaching two weeks of intensives. So, this actually is going to be great. Wow. I'm, I'm so excited. So you, you think this is like such a, uh, a a very positive and productive way for a yoga teacher who's out all day yeah. to stay yeah. stay yeah. stay alive. I I really do. I think it's I think it's super food. Wow. You know, and and most of us even you know I'm I think I'm a healthy person and I eat well. I'm not getting as much nutrients as I could be getting and this is not only palatable but super easy and yeah cool. and, and I like the taste you yeah. know sometimes it's like hold your nose and swallow some of these things but you know I looked at the list of ingredients and I was like it's it cool yeah they're awesome well if someone really if one of the listeners if they their interest is sparked and they want to get in touch with you can they send you an email? Absolutely. You can send me an email to Nikki at MayaYogaStudio.com. Nikki at MayaYogaStudio.com. N-I-C-K-I? D-O-A-N-E. Nikki Doan? Nikki Doan. At MayaYoga.com. Oh, no. No. No, no. You said Nikki at MayaYoga. It's just Nikki. Oh, no, I just, so N-I-C-K-I at? M-A-Y-A-Y-O-G-A-S-T-U-D-I-O.com. Cool. MayaYogaStudio.com. Yes. Sweet. And to confirm the email, we'll have it in the blog post. Well, sweet. sweet. Yeah, I, I personally love it. I feel full on energy, and I'm excited to just keep on having a, a superfood with me on the daily. That yeah. keeps me flowing. Yeah, exactly. Because nice. you, you get that dip around 4 or 5 yeah. in the afternoon, and that's when I could easily eat like a bunch of crap. Totally. And then I feel crappy about myself, so <laughs> if I drink this, like, I feel good. <laughs> well, we want to feel good about ourselves. Sweet, Nikki. Well, yeah. it's always such a pleasure to connect with you. Indeed. Namaste. Many blessings, and we will see you in June. I can't wait. See you in June. All right. Keep Aloha. practicing, guys. Thank you for listening to the Yoga Revealed podcast. This is Alec Vishal Rubin, and I am in total gratitude to share with you the inner experience of Nikki Doan. If you feel called to head to Maui to study with Nikki or go on any retreats, visit NikkiDoan.com. She has trainings on Maui in October and December, and you can even head to the Yogi's Paradise of Bali, Indonesia with Nikki in September of 2017. If you email Nikki and mention Yoga Revealed Podcast, 
you can get $150 off your intensive with her. Remember, there's no greater way to be a teacher than to be a student in the study of yoga. If the superfoods cleanse and shake information sparked your interest as someone who needs a health reset or for any other transformational reason, send an email to Nikki at mayayogastudio.com for more. Nikki will also be teaching yoga at Hanuman Festival in Boulder, Colorado, and you can use Yoga Revealed 2017, one word, for 10% off of your festival ticket with renowned teachers from around the world. Until next time, my friends, keep practicing and love life. Namaste. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.